Test. 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 <laughs> Don't say test. Talk. Talk how you would normally talk. I normally talk like this. Welcome to 10% of the Brain, the show that examines the truth behind commonly held misconceptions of science, biology, and the body. Uh, I'm and the brain. And the brain. <laughs> now this is going to be our <laughs> intro, and are you going to say, and the brain? And that also... I'll do this every time. And the brain. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode. I'm Luchi, and with me is my co-host... Annika Victoria. Annika Hello. Victoria. Thanks you... for introducing me. <laughs> you may know Annika from her popular blog, Pioneer Collective, or you might know her from the YouTube series, Make Thrift Buy. Yes, um, you may. And you might know me from nothing. <laughs> you might know me from my popular blog post two years ago on Valentine's Day, which was the only time you ever let me take photos of you. <laughs> you can go look at pictures of Luchi sometime back from, I think, February 2000 and... 11? 11? I look, I look pretty different. 2012. 2000, Suffice to say. No. 2013. February 2013. Okay. Well, if they want to know how I looked in February, now, now everyone's going to go back and look back. <laughs> he looked handsome. He looks different, though. He cut off all his hair, sadly. Not all my hair. I've got some hair. <laughs> you, have, okay. you have a normal man haircut now, I guess. Oh, that sounded incredibly sexist. That's really, gosh, gender stereotypes. I love all your hair. <laughs> oh, dig, dig, dig. Dig, dig, dig. Okay, um, so what's this podcast going to be about? It's going to be about popular misconceptions. Um, as a scientist, I'm often annoyed by people spouting... Me. Facts? Yes. Yeah, so. Me. Or other people, other people as well, <laughs> spouting um, so-called facts. I'm, I'm doing air quotes here, you can't see that, but yeah. facts um, about the body, the brain, about illnesses particularly, um, such as you only use 10% of your brain, which is where Hence we... Hence the title of the show. Yes. So the context for everybody here is that I know nothing about science, um, but I had a lot of different little bits and pieces of kind of received wisdom about science before I met Annika, which she's just punctured one by one as they've come up in our lives. Um, and we decided to do a show about it. We were very inspired by the show Sawbones with Justin and Sydney McElroy, basically because everyone was telling us that we are exactly like Justin and Sydney McElroy. Apparently. So there you go. We've decided to do our own show. <laughs> Don't so sue now we're going to be even more like them. <laughs> people from Sawbones. We're just going to copy your lives exactly soon. We'll have a baby. Yeah. And I'll be I a, just had a baby. I'll be a video game reviewer. Is that what he does? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to become a MD. Oh, God. Well, that's more realistic than me becoming a video game reviewer. You play a lot of video games. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever reviewed one. I don't... Yeah, start, anyway. Start <laughs> um, so what we're going to talk about today is that, okay, uh, one of the stereotypes held about me that everybody knows because I'm so famous on the internet, no, in our circle of friends, is that I always have a cold. And see, I always thought that one of the reasons that I would get a cold is like where we grew up, it was very cold and rained a lot by Australian standards. And sometimes I would get caught out in the rain 
and be all cold mm. and have my clothes all wet and soaked. And were you the only person who ever did this out of your friend circle, which is why you think you had more colds? No, I mean, this is, I get more colds. I don't know why I get more colds, actually. I just don't know why. But I, but that is a way you can get a cold, right? It's like on a show, you know, somebody comes in, they've been caught out in the rain, and then they have that sneeze. It's like the prophetic sneeze, which is like TV show code for the person now has a cold. So, well, no. So you think that if you go out in the cold, you get a cold. If you get cold, then you'll get, you know, a typical cold, runny nose, sneezing, sore throat, all of that. Is that what you think? Well, yeah. That's, is that why it's called a cold? Because you don't get cold if you if you have a cold. You get hot. You also get cold. You get chills. I've never gotten chills. You get hot and cold. Yeah. Oh. And... So why is it called a hot and cold? <laughs> well, that is a good question. But um, I do think it is called a cold because you get, you know, you get chills and stuff. But anyway. I thought it was called a cold because you got it from the cold. From being stuck in the cold. N- no. Huh. No. Okay, so you don't get a cold from being cold. No, but this blows my mind, though. <laughs> because this is just a thing in TV and in shows. Well, you go... I'm sorry. They're not, you know, everything in TV isn't right. But why is it in every TV show? It's just a popular misconception. That's the idea. It's a popular misconception. So, of course, it's going to be on TV shows. So, literally, (laughs) if there was a TV show and some nice old lady was like, oh, come in, you'll catch your death of cold. The character character could just stand there and be like, sorry, old lady. (laughs) Just... I'm, I'm, it's not going to make any difference. I'm literally <laughs> well, like just not, wet. Yeah. No, that person should sit that old lady down and explain to her, you don't catch a cold from being cold. What causes a cold is viruses. So do you know what a virus is? Um, I know that under a microscope, a virus looks like a tiny robot. I don't actually think that you can see viruses under microscopes. Or in like um, the picture in the science book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually sure about that one, but, um, not under a normal light microscope, I don't think. They're very small. So you can imagine, like, uh, looking at a little cell, maybe, under yeah. a microscope. Yeah. Um, like a little bacteria cell or something yeah. you might have seen pictures of. Viruses are much, much, much smaller than that. Okay. So, like, way smaller. Way, way, way smaller. Yeah. Viruses have been considered... Well, it's debatable whether viruses actually even constitute a living thing. Some scientists say they do. Some say they don't. But basically, viruses are little packages containing a small amount of genetic information in the form of RNA. Right. And they inject this genetic information into a cell that it kind of attacks and um, gets into. So viruses, they've got these kind of little spindly leg things. If you can imagine your robot. Yeah. Imagine your robot robot. virus. It has little spindly spindly legs. leg things, which grab onto the surface of a cell. Um, It has particular things that it recognizes on the surface of a cell, including like particular sugars um, in yeah. humans. That's um, NUAC5, I think. Uh, it's um, a particular sugar that humans have coating the surface of our cells that other animals don't have, including the great apes. Um, and that allows things like influenza to enter the cells. Anyway, the virus clamps on to the outside of the cell. It then injects itself into the cell. It sounds pretty alive to me. It's doing <laughs> things like clamping itself and injecting itself. And what it's just basic chemical reactions. So really. it's just like natural. It's just like not even... It just sort of happens. It's not like the virus goes... It doesn't oh, have a brain. Oh, here no. I go. No, but it does have... It has receptors on its surface which attract it to the cell. So it's more like if somebody bonks my knee with a little doctor's hammer. 
my lace like it's just a like whoops. Uh, I mean, analogy wise, it's, it's pretty. Anyway, let me just explain what's happened <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, the virus. Yeah. Okay, so the, it the gets virus into the cell. It releases its RNA. The cell's machinery then. Um, it re uses this thing called reverse transcriptase where it makes the RNA into double-stranded RNA or DNA. This often gets integrated into the host DNA and it forces the host cell to make a bunch of viral proteins. And those viral proteins then get packaged up into a new virus, it bursts out of the cell, usually destroying the cell. I think it always destroys the cell when it bursts out of the cell. And then it goes on to infect more cells. Now, the virus can lay dormant inside the cell while the cell replicates, and that's how the virus is able to copy itself again and again and again inside each cell before killing their cells. Okay. And the things, the symptoms you get when you have a cold, that's not actually the virus doing that, is it? That's your body. It's your body. You don't get a runny nose because there's some runny nose virus. Like, you get a runny yeah. nose because your body's like, Your body's inflammation response. So it's basically your body's inflammation response. It's fighting a battle with the cold. Um, so once you have a sore throat and runny nose and a cough, you're already kind of halfway on the way to recovery. It means that your body is in the midst of this great war with this virus. And, you know, you'll be better in a few, maybe like a week or so time. But um, the virus can be infecting you and you not have symptoms yet. Okay, so why then? If, okay, so you get a cold from having a virus. Yeah. And you can't get a virus from the rain, I assume. No, you can't get a virus from the rain. So viruses can only be transmitted through, really, I mean, close, close contact with people who have the viruses. And it's usually transmitted through um, them spitting well, it, not spitting on you. If they sneeze or they cough, yeah, then or they, they spit on you. Or they spit on <laughs> or you. Or they just really, really malicious. If they're a really horrible person, <laughs> <laughs> and you end up with a, a droplet of some of their bodily fluids containing yeah. the virus in your own system, yeah. um, particularly in susceptible areas like up your nose or in your mouth or in your eyes, then yeah. the virus can then start attacking your body, and that's how you catch a cold. But if you were to go out in the cold. Yeah. And there was nobody else around, and you were perfectly fine. You've been, you hadn't seen anyone for days. Yeah. And you were freezing as long as you didn't, I guess, get hypothermia, which would cause a whole bunch of other problems. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't get a cold. So the only way you could get a cold from the rain is literally if you were walking along in the rain, and one of those raindrops actually was the spit <laughs> of some really ill person up on a much higher building. I guess so. Okay. <laughs> um, which fell like right in your eye or something. Yeah. Annika, if this is just 100% not true and you can't get a virus from going out in the rain and getting cold and coming in and then someone cold puts virus. a blanket on you, and but you're, you've still got the cold or whatever, but why do people think that you can get a, the cold virus from getting caught in the rain? And well, cold? I think that's because colds are most common in the winter when it's colder. And I think that people have just kind of lumped those two things together and thought that one causes the other. So they've correlated being cold, being wintertime, with, you know, the increased prevalence of colds. But it's actually just a correlation, not a causation. Okay, so no. So if it's not from the cold, why do you get more colds in winter? I, it's actually because... I think it has nothing to do with the weather? Um, you get more colds in winter because... People 
are spending less time outdoors. They're spending a lot of time closer together. They're spending a lot of time indoors with the windows closed, with heating. You're caught closer to those people that want to maliciously spit in your mouth because they have a cold. (laughs) You can't get away from them. You can't escape them. (laughs) It's a catch-22. Do I stay with evil Timmy who wants to spit in my mouth or do I run out into the fields, the summertime fields? I mean, the wintertime fields <laughs> get frozen. In summer, you can get away from You can, <laughs> you can. yes. <laughs> yeah, so colds are a lot more common in winter just because everyone's kind of huddling together trying to stay warm and they're just, you know, living in closer proximity to each other, which makes the transmission of virus from person to person a lot more likely. Right, so what you're saying is that the way to avoid getting more colds in winter is be some lonely old miser, yeah. rich miser in a well-heated mansion or something. Well, I mean... You'd, as we've discussed, you don't even have to be in a well-heated mansion. If you want to avoid getting a cold, just, you know, take off on your own. <laughs> Go hiking for the winter. You know, bring a few warm jumpers with you so you're not uncomfortable. But Yeah. Okay, so oh, okay. So it is the weather that causes you to get more colds, but it's indirectly. Indirectly, yeah. Because people don't want to go outside. They want yeah. to, and people, everyone's crammed into the Well, so I still think it's like incorrect that. to say it's the weather that causes it. Yes, it's the weather is correlated. But the weather is a sort of indirect cause. I I guess so. I'll... Yes. (laughs) You know, like, you could go as far as to say that. Yes, but it's not a cause in the sense that if you go out into the cold, you're not going to catch a cold. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, I get it. So it just seems so strange to me that I could get as cold and wet and miserable as I wanted and it would have no effect on my... Okay, it is going to have an effect. If you're going to get super cold and super miserable, you're going to give yourself hypothermia. You're going to give yourself frostbite. Right. Things like hypothermia are going to then cause other problems. They're going to lower your immune system and make you more susceptible to infections. So there is something in, if you were going to get really, really badly, particularly cold, like to the point of giving yourself yourself hypothermia, then... You're around people who might have mild colds. You might get that cold a lot worse because you've ruined your immune system. Okay, but but like hypothermia is something you get if you're like stuck in the wilderness <laughs> overnight, right? Like, yeah, sure. You'd have to you, be out in the cold for like, a few hours. Me riding home on my bicycle and getting caught in the rain and coming in and then I could get a towel put around my shoulders. Yeah. Like that's not hypothermia. That, no. And you're no more likely to get a cold than if you had worn proper... You know, you'd worn a raincoat or not ridden home in the rain, got the bus or something. Okay, worn a raincoat. <laughs> or just, yeah, or just not ridden around in the rain. Yeah. So, that myth is busted. We can't say myth busted. We can't say myth busted. <laughs> Welcome to myth busted. <laughs> we can't say myth busted. busted. <laughs> My God. Okay, so, there you go. That. Wives' tale debunked. I don't know. I shouldn't say wives' tale. I have some more cold facts if you'd like to hear them. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... Do you have something about... Okay, do you have something about that? What do I do if I've got a cold? If you have got a cold... Because everyone's got a different... Everyone's got a different story for you if you've got a cold. Some people are like, ooh, you know, you won't even have a cold for one second if you have grated ginger in hot water or... I don't know. Everyone's got some different thing. Yes. Echinacea, vitamin C, hot chicken soup, et cetera, et cetera. Personal preference, hot chicken soup. Well, it's tasty and delicious. Minus the soup part. I think the hot hot chicken chicken. soup is 
<laughs> I think hot chicken soup is suggested because some people think that it could have anti-inflammatory properties, but I don't think that's particularly supported by the evidence. I heard that they just tell you to drink soup because it's like they're literally just trying to, you know, doctors, they, I say yeah. they, doctors, yeah. tell you to drink soup because they're basically trying to trick you into having more fluid. Yeah, okay, so basically the only things that are going to work for you really when you have a cold and like you're, there is no cure. There is no cure for the common cold. There's really nothing you can do to speed up your recovery. There's just things you can do to kind of help yourself recover. And that is basically drinking lots of water and resting. 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 So yeah. just... letting your body fight that vicious battle. So the really the cure for cold is video games and HBO television. Yeah, series. yeah. Okay. Um, and also a good thing when you don't when a good thing when you have a cold is to not be a jerk and wash your hands a lot mm -hmm. with soap and don't spit in anyone else's mouth and don't spit in anyone else's mouth even if they even if it's a, con a situation between two consenting adults say no not today today I have a cold <laughs> yeah don't kiss anyone if you have a cold don't kiss anyone all right okay so why is there just no in this age of modern you know Putting a man on the moon and an, um, and an apple picker on the, the roof. This is the 1960s. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's in this age of scientific advancement. Mm. The age of iPhone? I sound like maybe? 85 years old. <laughs> the age of iPhone and laptops? In this age of sliced and bread and <laughs> antibiotics. Okay, what? Okay, why? Why is there no cure for the cold? So, the common cold isn't just one type of virus. Um, the common cold is caused by, about 50% is caused by a virus called the rhinovirus, which actually has over a hundred different serotypes, or like you can think of them as strains, yeah. which are all constantly mutating as well. And you've also got um, adenoviruses, um, you've got coronavirus, um, you've got influenza C can cause very cold-like symptoms and parainfluenza viruses, human metanumovirus. There's a whole bunch of different viruses which can cause cold-like symptoms. So the runny nose, the, the sore throat, the sore aching body, feeling tired and run down. Because colds can be caused by a whole range of different viruses, it's kind of impossible to, you know, create an antiviral agent that's going to know kill all of them okay so i'm going to flip my question around now and say that if these there's so many viruses and they're all mutating how come we haven't been wiped out as a human race by the common cold <laughs> well i think that would be really counterproductive for the common cold viruses i mean viruses generally don't want to kill their hosts if viruses kill their hosts straight away they're not going to be able to spread they're not they want their host to be you know out there, you know, trying to soldier on and get through the workday, even though they've got a sniffly nose and, you know, sneezing on other people and spitting in other people's mouths so that they can pass <laughs> it on to as many people as possible. So a cold that mutates in such a way that it's actually going to be so detrimental to an organism that it's going to kill them, it's not going to be around very long and via process of natural selection, it's gonna end up, you know, it's gonna kill the host and it's gonna die itself. Right. So if you are old, that old man in your mansion and you do get a virus, that's not a successful virus. Just kills one, kills one Mr. <laughs> Burns this, type character. Where's this man getting this virus from? Well, I don't He's know. He's not living maybe, with anyone. Maybe someone sneezes in a I mean, vial and mails it to him. <laughs> I, don't, 
Okay, so Annika. Mm-hmm. Why then... So there's all these different strains and different types of colds. Is that why sometimes a cold is like a one-day affair and sometimes I'm down and out for three weeks? Yeah, basically. Um, so, like, as I was saying before, 50% of colds are caused by a type of virus called rhinovirus. Yeah. And the rhinovirus... Um, Originally spread from rhinos to humans. I don't think so. <laughs> why is it called rhinovirus? I think rhino is a... a some kind of medical term for the nose. Rhino nose. Uh, okay, and like rhinitis. Yeah, like yeah, allergic exactly. Rhinitis. It has something to do with the nose or nasal cavities. But basically the rhinovirus um, is a lot more mild than other types of cold viruses. It, that's because they survive best at slightly colder temperatures than the human body is at 37 degrees. So they survive best in the extremities. So they live best in the nose. And so that's where they cause their infections in the nose. Whereas the other viruses, um, can kind of get deeper into your body. They can get into your organs and they cause more systemic problems and they can be a lot more serious. So that's why some colds, you know, you just out of it for weeks and some colds you know just be a day or two and you'll barely notice and it. some colds pretty much they like the cold so they have to chart in your nose basically. yeah some colds like the cold well that is just bloody confusing <laughs> 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 all right and it's not caused by rhinos we've established that. it is not caused by rhinos they should rename the virus and stop pinning the blame on innocent rhinos which i <laughs> i think probably endangered regardless <laughs> Of this bad propaganda well, that they're getting. I think you should start a petition. I think they should call it they should call it something that an animal that people already hate and need to kill. Call it the mosquito virus. <laughs> um, you know, mosquitoes already cause a lot of diseases. <laughs> All right. You they think, don't, let's you give think them a they've break. already got a bad rap? Yeah, they've got a bad enough rap as it is. Let's give mosquitoes a break. All right. Maybe just well, cockroaches? Do they cause disease? Can we, yeah. can we give something to them? All right, sure. The rat virus? <laughs> this is some people like rats some people like I rats I like rats thank you no I don't mm-hmm. alright well thank you so much Annika that is okay Lotano it's <laughs> very formal <laughs> no problem I'm glad to bust your bust my bubble bust your bubble bust I'm my always bubble. really happy to burst your bubble no, more, more than happy burst. to burst your bubble that sounds this is some this sounds odd <laughs> <laughs> okay so Annika if people enjoyed this how can they find more of your stuff well, I mean, I, everyone's probably listening to this podcast because I've posted it on my blog. But um, <laughs> yeah. if you don't already know my stuff on the internet, you can find me at the Pine Needle Collective blog. You can also find me on Twitter at, at Little Pine Tree 3. Yeah, and what about YouTube? And you can find me on YouTube as Annika Victoria. Mm-hmm. And you can find me if you see me in the street and you hear me talking and you recognize me from my voice. Yeah. But it might be Josh Thomas. I've <laughs> Because I have heard that it's I have a voice a lot like... I hate it. I hate to think I have a voice like Josh Thomas. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.